First, on behalf of Father Mould, Father Ruskamp, and myself, we wish you all a very blessed, happy, and holy Christmas. You know, at each of the Christmas Masses, the Vigil, the Midnight, or the one during the night, the one at dawn, and then the one during the day, there are different readings that are chosen because the mystery of Christmas is so rich, the church wants us, at least her ministers, her priests, to be able to go through these different texts. We heard Luke's account of the Nativity. We heard Matthew's account. And this morning, John doesn't talk about the Nativity per se. Remember, John is the oldest of the living apostles. He writes his gospel last. And he has the benefit of looking back at what the other apostles, Matthew, well, and Luke, who's an apostolic man, he's not an apostolic apostle himself, have written, and he says, let's go to the heart of that. What is at the heart of the incarnation? And he takes us back to the very beginning of Scripture, when he says, in the beginning was the Word. That's what the word Genesis means, in the beginning. In other words, the little baby who we contemplate today is the same word of God who at the beginning of the world ordered all creation. When God spoke his word, it was his son that he spoke. And his son is the organizing principle, the wisdom behind all creation. That word which was with God was equal to God, even though we call him the Son. He is not lesser than his Father. And so, come with me to the crash. Come with me to the stable and let us contemplate what lies hidden beneath this little baby. First of all, hopefully we've all had the experience of holding a newborn or someone who is just a few weeks old. And the, the lightness and the fragileness of the baby almost instinctively makes us want to draw that child closer because we feel that we could drop it or break it so easily. Jesus takes on our humanity, our fragility, our weakness, our helplessness, so that we might see that God loves us so much that he becomes one of us to, as it were, draw us like by like. His weakness, his fragility is to match the weakness, the chaoticness, the disorder that we find in our own hearts. For God, the Word, as it were, in the heavens above, was too far away from us. Man throughout history had been seeking to bring God closer to himself. Even the carving of images, of idols and stuff, as perverted as it was, was a desire to make God visible. And that is what we celebrate today, is that God becomes visible in the flesh. 
And so Jesus wishes to draw us. He comes in poverty. He comes in need of human parents. So that in that weakness, in beholding the child, we might be drawn into his Godhead. John speaks of him in this gospel as the light, the true light which enlightens everyone and who is coming into the world. What makes this world truly dark? Our sin, the sin of mankind. It makes it morally and spiritually dark. And so God comes to bring light, to shed light in the darkness of our hearts, where there's confusion about what's right and wrong, where because of wrong choices, we've blocked out the light or failed to see it. Jesus comes to proclaim the truth, that truth which will set us free. His name itself means God saves or God's salvation. This very poetic passage that we heard from John, where he plays on word and light, word and flesh, has been a beloved passage of Christians for centuries and millennia. It was so beloved that for a time, for quite a while, at the end of Mass, uh, priests would pray it as a, a devotional returning to the sacristy, going back. They would pray this gospel, either with a card or from memory. Over time, the faithful wanted to hear these words, and it began that this very passage that we heard this morning was read at the end of each and every Mass because it reminds us of the centrality of our faith. It's a faith that is about truth. It is about the Word of God. It is about the eternal light of God. But it is a faith that is rooted in a historical event that God took our human nature to Himself. So today we pause before the crash. We go beyond the veil of Jesus' flesh to see the eternal Son, who now with a human heart, yes, small, but beating for each and every one of us, is loving us from the manger. Those little arms that are symbolically stretched out will be expanded in his preaching, when he will say, let those who thirst come to me. Let those who hunger find in me bread. Let those who seek find the way in me. And they will stretch out fully on the cross the supreme act of his love. But that love began before ages, from the beginning and the foundation of the world. When God, seeing that we would turn away from him, created the greatest backup plan ever in that he would send his son. And when Mary said yes, the word of God jumped down from heaven to enter into her womb. And today he is born for us. Yes, Jesus is Savior. Yes, he is Lord.
may we always be able to recognize in the babe the mighty one of God. <laughs>